0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So in the big picture, when we think about mindfulness meditation, it's purpose, the reason why we do it. There may, all of us may bring um, our own ideas or reasons why we practice. But maybe in the big picture, mindfulness practice is about transforming our lives, transforming our experience. And it does this primarily by affecting our habits about how we respond to our experience. Like we don't get to control our experience. Things happen to us, right? We don't get to be in control of everything. As much as we might try and as much as we might wish that we could control so much, of course we're not in control. And so mindfulness practice helps us to first notice what are our habitual reactions to whatever arises And second, to start building, cultivating habits of responding that are beneficial, healthy, helpful, supportive, that help us live our best life, our best life, the life that we want to live. And so this uh, cultivating new habits and learning about the habits that we already have, we learn how to do this very often in uh, seated meditation, right? This is what we do. We sit down, we assume a meditation posture and practice mindfulness. But of course so much of our life is not occurring while we're on the cushion things are arise but right there's the, so many more hours of the day and there's uh, so many things that happen during the day so of course it would be helpful if mindfulness of what we're learning about ourselves and about the way that we respond to what arises it'd be great if this could um we could bring this learning into the, our daily lives. of this will happen naturally. If we just start meditating on the... I have ever start to have a regular meditation practice, formally sitting on the cushion, it will just automatically happen that we may bring more mindfulness into our lives. And maybe you've already had this experience if you've been meditating. That is, you're taking out the trash and you just realize that you're just completely present with the experience of taking out the trash, some mundane, ordinary thing. And you may be completely present in a relaxed way with that experience. But we don't have to wait for things to just spontaneously arise in our daily life. Of course, we can cultivate mindfulness in our daily life. Just like we cultivate mindfulness sitting in a, uh, in a formal meditation posture, to be sure, it can be easier to, to do mindfulness practice uh, while we're in the, having a formal meditation period, again, sitting on a cushion and however that's or a chair or however you interpret that for yourself. Sometimes that's the easiest way, right? To have a prescribed time and a real intention and like try to get things calm and quiet. But that doesn't mean that's the only place where we can learn this. doesn't mean that's the only time that we can really develop uh, some mindfulness and some awareness. And to be sure, sometimes if we uh, are feeling... Um, uninspired unmotivated or really uh distracted with a meditation or formal meditation practice it's really common to um have a teacher or to maybe even read or to have the instruction well use meditation in your daily life to support your what's happening on the cushion it's a very common instruction. makes perfect sense, right? We only have one mind. We only have one body. It's the same mind and body that are in daily life that are on the cushion. But we can also flip that around. Rather than having daily life support our, me- our formal meditation, maybe our formal meditation is really to support our life. And so we can just enhance the meditation that we learn and that we're practicing on the cushion and just bring it into daily life. And there's lots of ways we can do this, numbers of ways that we can do this in such a way that it doesn't have to feel burdensome, doesn't have to feel like one more thing to do it can, in fact, be something that's uh, pleasant and really enhances our daily life experience. We might have this feeling like, okay, I'm supposed to eat healthfully, I'm supposed to exercise regularly, and now I'm supposed to meditate. Instead, like, no, this is something that it's not extra, something that we have to do, it's something that we can bring with to kind of enhance our experience in daily life. So one thing that um, one obvious way that can help to make the transition either from daily life to seated meditation or from seated meditation to daily life is walking meditation. There's two ways that we can think about this. One is what I, as I just said, walking meditation. This is a formal practice. I'll talk about it in just a minute. But also there can be meditation while walking just walk regular walking that we're doing because we need to get somewhere we can bring mindfulness to that chances are you do a fair bit amount of walking to the kitchen to if you're like me to <laughs> distract yourself from what uh, you're doing at home or to the bathroom to the other rooms in the house if you work in an office building, down the hall, to the restroom, maybe to the, down the hall, to the dining room, to the cafeteria, whatever it might be, to the car, right? All of us do walking. And if you're a person that doesn't do a lot of walking, there's, maybe there's other ways in which you might be like moving throughout your day. So I, I'll start a little bit with a uh, formal walking meditation. For those of you who've gone on meditation retreats, you know that we break up periods of formal uh, sitting with formal walking, just because the body cannot sit you know, for hours on end, maybe not even minutes on end. So walking meditation in this setting tends to be a little bit slow, or very slow. For me, I'm not somebody that likes to walk too slow. I just slow down my regular pace. And I take, um, or we in uh, walking meditation, we take a uh, a space that's I don't know ten to twenty paces, maybe between me and this door, so ten paces, twenty paces. And we, just like in formal meditation, we may bring our attention to the breath. With walking meditation, we bring our awareness to our feet and just feel the sensations of the earth, the pressure against our feet. You could slow this down and feel the heel of the foot and then the toe of the foot. Or it could be a little bit more spacious and a little bit faster. You're not feeling each foot. Maybe you're just feeling um, the fabric of your clothes move against your body as your body is moving. Just this generalized sense of moving through space or, as I said, the clothes against your body. So it can either be kind of like slow and you zoom in to really the particulars of the experience, pressure against your feet, for example, or you can zoom out and just the feeling of the body moving through space, which sounds like kind of an odd thing, but when you try it, you kind of have a sense of, oh yeah, I'm moving and maybe there's a little tiny, tiny little breeze that goes against the body or something like this. So it's more this zooming out that's uh, can that might be easier to do in daily life when you're just going into the kitchen, just going down the hall for whatever reason, just going to your car or leaving your car. Just to feel. What does it feel like to be in a body that's walking, that's moving? So just kind of like in this very light touch. This isn't... Sp- burdensome in the sense that we're not like taking a sledgehammer to our experience we're just kind of bringing uh, our awareness towards oh, I'm walking, what does it feel like to be walking, just in this very gentle way but also there are so many moments during the day when perhaps we're not walking which we can also bring our mindfulness Recently, I had to go to the dentist more than once. This was not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I'd been postponing this right? I was like, oh okay, I guess I better go And um, I just noticed sitting in the dentist office waiting. Um, everybody else was like so busy on their phones and busy and I thought, well, I'm just gonna sit here and try to just like get embodied. If I can be with my experience and notice that I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't have to be nervous. And somehow just like checking in with my body, I felt like, oh, it's not so bad. I'm safe. I'm just sitting here in this little room. Everything's fine. And it just kind of helped, you know, to calm down as opposed to distracting myself. While in the dentist chair, I did the same thing, Um, paying attention to sensations in my body, my feet, uh, just feeling my feet and my breath, all these sounds and (laughs) the smell of the drill, right, these types of things, Um, just being with them, just being with the the sensations of what's happening right i'm not taking extra time and i'm doing this in a light way in a really light way not like oh i have to be mindful and i'm a bad person if i'm not mindful that kind of a tone but more like okay as best i can i'm going to bring my awareness to this experience So maybe it doesn't have to be being at the dentist. Maybe it's standing in line at the grocery store. Oh, here I am standing. Maybe I feel a little bit irritated that I have to wait. Just this is what irritation feels like. Maybe I feel bored. Maybe if whatever you're doing is boring. What does boring feel like? How do you know when you're bored? Can you get more bored? Can you increase your boredom? Play with us. Explore it. Like, how, what would you do in order to get more bored? H- how would you know you were more bored? These are things that you can you know, just explore and play with. Drinking coffee. I'm a committed coffee drinker. (laughs) This is, uh, I don't, yeah, something that I feel very uh, committed to. Every morning, me and my coffee. But coffee drinking can be something that maybe we can kind of like zoom in. Notice our posture. Are we sitting? Are we standing? How does the handle feel? How does the cup feel in our hand? Feel the temperature of it. You can smell coffee. If you don't drink coffee, maybe tea or whatever you happen might to be drinking. Just to notice the different sensations. If you're still and patient and quiet, you can also notice the intention, this urge, like oh to drink it, right? We don't have it in our hands just for the sake of having it in our hands necessarily, but to drink it. So notice that kind of leaning forward and want to drink it. And then notice moving the arm towards your mouth. This movement of carrying something, this has weight in it, a little bit of heft. And feel that. Feel bringing the cup to your lip and drinking What does that feel like? What's the temperature? What's the taste? Did it satisfy that little urge to drink the coffee? Or do you feel like you want to have another? I do. And then just notice the intention to put it back down. So for something like this that you're going to do anyways, you can zoom in. And notice like all the little different steps that are happening and all the different uh, senses that are being um, activated or that you're able to notice the sound, the feeling, the pressure, the intentions, the aroma. In the same way we can bring something like this to... uh, Chores that we do, activities that we do That are somewhat mechanical That we've done many, many times For this you can zoom in or you can zoom out You can zoom in when you're folding the clothes Doing the laundry What does the material feel like? How is that in your hands? What does it feel like to like moving your fingers in this way As you fold things And as you walk to the other rooms To put the clothes away they're different colors to look at that. Maybe you use fabric softener or laundry detergent that is scented. What does it smell like? In the same way maybe with washing the dishes, setting the table, making the bed, these kind of our lives are filled with these types of things, right? So we can use them to support our intention to be mindful. We can use these opportunities and just be present for them in a way that can enhance our lives. So we can zoom in to the very specific experiences, or maybe we can zoom out a little bit and notice, I feel this little irritation, I have to do this, I have more important things to do. Just right? kind of notice that feeling and try to get it through as fast as possible. Right? Sometimes we do this, I do this, I imagine uh, all of us at times, some of these things, doing the dishes after dinner, whatever it might be. So you could also kind of like zoom out and notice, yeah, there's just a little sense of uh, restlessness or um, irritation here or, you know, something about doing this or the necessity of doing this particular activity. So we might have this sense that we want to do this chore as quickly as possible if we diminish these small activities that our lives are filled with, in some way, we're kind of diminishing our life. In some way, we're just not present for our life, always waiting for that important thing or that meaningful thing or that big obvious thing. But our lives are filled with very simple, mundane, repetitive things. Why not use these things to enhance our lives? To be mindful to learn about ourselves, learn about our habits And to be mindful to practice new habits, to practice being present Experiencing what's actually happening We can also bring mindfulness on the way that we interact with technology, with our devices like more and more, this is uh, such something that we do. A big part of bringing up mindfulness or awareness to daily life, whatever that activity may be, whether it's a chore, whether it's drinking coffee, or whether it's interacting with our phone, or interacting with the keyboard on the computer screen, a big part of this is to be embodied. Often we're kind of in our heads thinking about what we're doing or what we should be doing or what something else other than what we are doing. So with technology, when you have the phone in your hand, see if you can actually feel the phone in your hand. It has a little bit of weight. Can you feel that weight? It also has a shape it's rectangular can you just notice oh i'm having this thing that has substance and it's a rectangle in my hand in the same way when you're at the computer with the keyboard can you feel your fingers touching the keyboard feel your fingers like flying through the air moving through the air and the sound that your fingers make when it's touching the keyboard so you won't be able to always do this right this is not easy right because these screens of data, have something on them that is very compelling and we just want to dive into them and get lost into them and in fact maybe that's why we're on the computer or why we have picked up the phone is to distract ourselves so this definitely is a practice not something that we can do all the time but it can really help us to be present to our experience and really show us how we are relating to our technology because if that little space between what's happening and if we can notice what our relationship to what's happening I have the phone in my hand and I'm not even aware that I'm just totally lost in it that little space where we notice like oh yeah I do have the phone in my hand that's where freedom is that little space is where peace is that's where well-being is Because there we can start to make different choices. Not to follow our habitual way to get lost and get distracted, but instead to choose, maybe it's only briefly, but to choose to be here and now, and to notice how we are with our devices. Again, I want to emphasize that not all of this is easy, and so we also have to practice some self-compassion. Oh yeah, okay. This is, this is what I do often. And just to notice. Because we'll sometimes notice that we have habits that aren't helpful, but they're habits and they're not easy to let go of. So part of mindfulness practice this uncomfortable part of watching ourselves do things that we know aren't the most helpful for ourselves—we know this, and yet here we are. We're doing it anyway. Can you have compassion for yourself? Can you take care of yourself? And like, okay, yeah. Here, this is it. I'm doing this thing again. Noticing that you're doing that thing again is exactly how that habit is going to get softened. How that habit is going to, it's not fed uh, uh, just thoughtlessly and mindfully at that moment. Just noticing it can make a big difference. Not the first time, not the second time. I have to notice a few times, but this is exactly how habits start to lose their power. And instead, we're kind of developing the other habit to just be aware, just be present with what's happening. Maybe one last thing that I'll talk about in daily life, something else that's difficult, but possible, it's completely possible. Mindfulness during conversations. So often we just you know, want to say, that, well, here, let me tell you what I know. Let me give you advice. Let me show you the extent of my knowledge. Let me share with you something that brings, makes me happy. Whatever it might be. It's often when we're speaking, we have something, of course, that we want to do. The content of our thoughts seems, and what we're about to speak, and the content of what we are speaking is so compelling. We often just completely lose ourselves But with conversations, this could be one of those places we can zoom out and just be, just in general, with a really light touch, really light touch. Just know, are you standing or are you sitting? Are you looking towards the person you're speaking? Or maybe you're on the phone or looking towards, you know, just know this type of thing. In just a very uh, light way. You can also maybe just notice the sounds of voices or trains. Notice your posture. You, if there's, if you are sitting, is there pressure against your body? If you're standing, pressure against your feet? Again, in a really light, gentle way. So in this way, not focusing on any particular, particular experience, not zooming in, but just kind of noticing that you're alive and that you're talking can be enormously helpful. my saying this, you might think, well, how does that work? that means I won't really be present for the conversations that I'm having. But it turns out that you're actually more present if you're a little bit less in your thoughts. We can still know what we're going to say and we can still pay attention to what others are saying to us, and be paying attention to our bodily experience or other experiences. So mindfulness during conversations. Working with our technology, we can kind of like be embodied. How do these things feel? Often it's with our hands. Or how does the screen look? Just remember that a screen is rectangular and it has a frame and that there's things in there that are compelling that we like to dive into, but we don't have to. Just like sometimes at the movies, you notice you're looking at a screen. Drinking coffee, maybe zoom in, all the different things that are sensations that uh, happen with that. Doing some of the mundane activities of our lives. Folding laundry, doing the dishes, taking out the trash, making the bed, setting the table. All these types of things, to simply bring our awareness to them. Waiting in the dentist office at the grocery store for the light to turn green while in our cars. Walking meditation. Either slow down and zoom in, how does it feel? Or maybe go at your regular pace and zoom out and just how does the body feel moving through space. So in all these different ways, we can bring mindfulness to our daily life. We can bring a presence, we can bring awareness. This alone can enhance our life. So that our lives don't pass us by. So often we're disconnected from ourselves and what's happening. And of course, this can support our our seated uh, meditation. And our seated meditation, our more formal meditation, can support our practice in daily life. They go both ways. And our lives just unfold better with less regret more peace, more well-being, more freedom the more that we're just aware and present for our lives. So with that as an introduction I'd like to do a guided meditation that um, is a little bit about this idea of zooming out. So I talked a little bit about this uh, last week for those of you who were here, and I talked about like zooming out, like doing um, meditation of sounds as a way to kind of like really open up. But now I'm going to talk about zooming out without directing the awareness, and that is just notice what's obvious. Just a relaxed, simple way. This is a different thing. If you're used to really doing mindfulness of breathing and mindfulness of the body, this is a really different uh, practice, just to kind of undirected, just what am I aware of? What's happening? This might feel a little bit uncomfortable. It might feel like, I don't know, This. what am I doing here? This doesn't, it feels so different. You can always direct your mindfulness to the sensations of breathing. You can completely ignore some of the instructions I'm going to give and do that. Or if you're trying to open it up and you feel a little bit lost and confused and you're not sure, you can always come back to mindfulness of the breathing and then open back up or mindfulness of the sensations in the body. But you might just play and explore what is it like to have just awareness and just to maybe notice what does it feel like to be aware? Because really the object isn't what matters. We're developing habits. We're learning stuff about ourselves and we're developing new habits. So the object can be anything, including awareness itself, including the quality of the mind. If this feels confusing or you're unsure about this, you can just relax and I don't want to introduce a practice that feels foreign and uncomfortable. For some people, this feels a little bit odd. For some people, they love it. It feels like the right way in. All of us have, our minds are a little bit different. So use use what feels supportive. Okay. So let's take an alert, upright posture in a way that is relaxed. I'm going to emphasize relaxation with this meditation. I like to start with taking three long, slow, deep breaths. And just in a way to, I don't know, maybe just to connect to the body in just some general way. And perhaps with the exhales, there's a certain amount of relaxation, some softening of some tension. So now we can allow the breath to be natural. Just allow the body to breathe itself. And just check in and see if there are any extra tensions that are obvious that can be softened. Again, without making this a project, without making this something you have to do, just in a very gentle way Beginning with the eyes, the jaw, the neck, the shoulders, the chest, and the belly, we're just paying attention in a really soft way. Nothing in particular needs to happen. The arms and hands. Legs and feet. And then, as if you were walking into an open cathedral, a big, beautiful cathedral, can you open up your awareness? Maybe as big as this room. And just very gently, very gently inquire, what's obvious? without feeling pressure that you have to know exactly what it is or that you have to name it. Just notice that you're aware of something that's obvious. Maybe something else is obvious now. Are you aware? Relax. We're not trying to strive for um, cling or hold on to. We're opening up and just allowing the awareness to just notice awareness or notice what's obvious. If this feels confusing or complicated, you can just maybe notice, hmm, this is a little weird. And just notice that in a light, gentle way. So without creating tension or creating stress, just know that you know. You're aware that you are aware. You're mindful that you're mindful of something. Part of mindfulness practice can be to step back from the details of what we're experiencing in order to notice the subjective feeling of being aware. Gently inquire if you're not sure, awareness, does my awareness does it feel contracted or spacious? Is it tense or relaxed? Is it Scattered or focused? even if you're not feeling anything in particular, notice that you can notice that you're not noticing anything in particular. ever not sure about what's happening or you find yourself really lost in thought, you can always come back to the sensations of breathing. Just as we can notice the weather outside, in some way we can notice the weather, so to speak, and our experience, without feeling like we have to really get into the details, just with a really light touch. obvious Relax. So now I'm going to be silent for the remainder of the meditation period here. So you can continue with this really open, undirected awareness, just noticing what's obvious. And you can ask yourself, am I aware? And just that simple asking might be sufficient. Just... Notice, to be aware. If you'd like, you're also welcome to do any other practice that feels comfortable and supportive for you. And then, to end this meditation... Feel the pressure of the chair, the cushion against your body. Feel your feet on the ground. And when you're ready, you can gently open your eyes. orient yourself to the room, this space, with your eyes open. So practicing in this way, with this open awareness, with this undirected awareness, cultivating the the way to just be uh, aware in a natural way, in a relaxed way, just like, what's happening now? Sometimes there's an object that's really obvious, sometimes it's the experience of awareness that you might notice. But this is a way in which in a relaxed, easy way we can bring with us throughout our daily life a way that is sustainable. As opposed to the idea if we feel like we have to be really uh, zoomed in and know every little thing with every little detail, we can tend to get tense with that. It tends to take a lot of effort. But this more kind of relaxed, open way. We can bring this with us whatever we're doing, wherever we're going. It doesn't interfere with our experience. We can allow the body, we can allow the mind to be natural, to be doing what it is doing. We're just having this very little light touch of awareness with it. So it doesn't take a lot. It just requires that we, every now and then, intermittently check in with what's happening either with sometimes dropping in am I aware sometimes just asking that a question there's a certain amount of awareness to know that you're to ask the question so the answer is yes but it may not be obvious what you're aware of or it may be obvious but can you just kind of be with that like just with uh, like know that there's a knowing and have the Noticing the knowing as opposed to the object. But you can also do, just, you know, go back and forth. Maybe the object is compelling, and it would be helpful to be embodied, to really be experiencing your body as a way to kind of help you be here and now as you're holding that phone, as you're drinking that coffee. But maybe while you're walking, it's easier to be a little bit more relaxed and just in general know that you're aware or. Maybe just very generally know that your body's moving through space. Maybe just know that you're talking in some general way with a really light touch. So in this way, we can bring mindfulness practice to our daily life and not have to have this clear distinction, okay, this is when I meditate, this is when I'm mindful, however many minutes it is that you do in a formal practice. Instead we can start to let the lines blur between when we're meditating and when we're not meditating and to allow daily practice to support what happens on the cushion and allow cushion to support our daily life, right? Because most of our life is not on the cushion. And to notice, to learn about ourselves, notice our habits and to develop new habits, to just be aware And these habits are helping us to have a different relationship to what's happening. And that's where the transformation happens. That's where the freedom happens. That's where the peace happens. So one way that may um, support this idea of being uh, mindful in daily life, doing this practice off the cushion as well as on the cushion, if we recognize that there's some benefit to doing this, it's a little bit easier to do things that we know that recognize the benefit, that so we can reflect on or actually experience, you know, in general, our lives unfold better if we're present for them. Less regret, less remorse, more wisdom, more ease, I've had this lifelong aversion to dentists. (laughs) But when I sat in the dentist office and just like, okay, this is what it feels like to have this certain amount of fear and anxiety, the fear and the anxiety went away. I just felt like, okay, I have this little tightness in my gut and this little, uh, little bit of agitation, but... I was okay. I could be with that. So much easier to be with things when we're actually with them. It's often our ideas, right? About things that we're afraid of or that we um, have difficulties with. So often, if we're actually with our experience, it's not so bad. Not always. Sometimes our experiences are bad. I'm not going to say, I don't want to be Pollyanna and sit up here and say, oh, it's all fine if you're just mindful. There are awful things that ex- that we experience, and that have happened to us. But in general, our lives unfold better if we're present for them. So now I'd like to open it up to some questions or comments. What was that like to do that type of a meditation? Was that um, new for you? Was it unusual? Did it feel confusing? Was it? Uh, just a uh, kind of interesting to try something different what was that like or maybe you have some questions maybe we'll bring you the microphone so you can say this Thank you.
1: I found it particularly helpful that you told us that we find ourselves doing things that are unhealthy for us and we know it and yet we do it so that's a reminder
0: yeah Right, that's a really uncomfortable thing. Sometimes we may be doing things that are unhelpful and we're just oblivious about it. But then maybe with a little bit of mindfulness we notice, oh, I keep on doing this thing and it's not so helpful, but I can't stop doing it. That's part of the path. Yeah, I can't stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> right? So maybe if you can't stop doing it, maybe it's right this your relationship. Can you have some compassion for yourself? Can you? Okay. Like, it may be like, of course I'm doing this. I have a life, I've been doing it for a lifetime. Or maybe it once made perfect sense, and now it doesn't make as much sense or something. But, yeah, compassion. Did you? Oh, you handed the microphone to uh, (laughs) Bess. I'm not sure, Bess. Um, What what, uh, came up for me was uh, just a really pleasant zooming out, realizing that um, such a big part of the world is seeing the same moon that yeah. I am. The planes are taking off and landing. I wish I knew where these people were coming and going. And uh, the beach is, the waves are doing what they do, whether I'm there to see it or not. And it was just really Pleasant instead of being down in my Little life to be Aware that the world Is so big Mm, Beautiful Thank you, Beth Nice
1: Uh, To get here today, I was taking the train, and often what I do, you know, distraction, read something, or uh, sometimes I'll sit, but this time, I didn't know we were going to do this today. I just said, well, I don't want to sit. I didn't have anything to read, because my wife took my phone, and I didn't bring (laughs) any books, but it just felt fine to sit there and gaze out the window, and watch people coming in, and people departing, and sitting, the whole thing, it just kind of flowed, and it was rather pleasant, actually, it made the ride, it was a half hour ride, and it was okay, you know, and then, you know, the whole thing, and then watch how, the whole methodology, okay, I'm on the second deck, I have to get ready to get off, and the whole thing, it's all kind of flowed naturally, and I didn't know I was practicing to come here tonight, but that's what I was doing. <laughs> Perfect.
0: I'm so happy you mentioned this about flowing, because that's what happens, right? If we can have this kind of open, gentle awareness, that's what we notice, that things are just flowing in our lives. So much of it we don't have to actually do anything. There, things are just arising and passing and flowing. Of course there's things that we need to do, but. So much of our experience kind of has this flowing quality or can have a flowing quality. Do you have something? Yes, here.
1: But I wanted to point out this isn't normal for me. I'm usually (laughs) rushing. Just to (laughs) to be clear. Just to be full disclosure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Of course, right. Our moods are not always the same. Our temperament or or how we feel at that time isn't always the same. But we can, right? It's we're capable of if we choose to, if we think it's valuable, if we think it's helpful, if we think it's supportive. If we think mindfulness being present for our lives is a good thing. We don't have to restrict it to just being on the cushion. Sometimes when I'm standing in the grocery line and I notice that I'm the only one that's not looking at my phone and everybody else is, you know, just looking at their phone, sometimes I'm like, Wow. This is fascinating, you know i when i'm yeah, I feel a little bit like the outlier, but it's nice too, just to stand there, just feel my feet on the ground, hear the beep, beep at <laughs> the grocery store yeah. it's nice oh, those few moments. is really why we, in my view why we do mindfulness practice is to help transform our lives more peace, more ease more love, more freedom and we do that by training training our minds I keep on using this word habits, because so much of what we do we're kind of disconnected from what we're doing so why not train our minds throughout the day in a relaxed, easy way in a relaxed way if it feels supportive, zoom in if it doesn't, zoom out okay, so I wish you all a wonderful evening. You have some ease. and May you maybe practice a little walking meditation or meditating while walking to your cars this evening. So I'm happy to stay up here and answer some questions if you'd like to. Otherwise, I wish you a wonderful evening. Thank you.